I'm just gonna say right now, if we ever do Bacano and you try to talk shit about my boy Lad Russo, <laughs> he's gonna be hands. <laughs> <laughs> Back to my first anime episode seven. I remember this time where we are picking up with session 18 of Cowboy Bebop Speak Like a Child, written by Akihiko Inari, Shoji Kawamori, and Aya Yoshinaga. The name is a or is the sixth Herbie Hancock album. Speak Like a Child? Speak Like a Child, yes. Such a professional. Hell yeah, dude. All right, uh, we just. Jumping into the slum, bitch. Hell yeah, why not? Get an opera horse racing fishing montage. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. At the very beginning of this is fantastic. I love this. It's so good. It's fucking wild. Yeah, my first note is literally opera horse race. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. Um, Shouldn't have bet on the pony. I guess I need to give the ponies up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Goes to try dogs. That's great. So dumb. So the big thing, once they start talking in the scene, the main thing we get is Jet's fairy tale. Are you guys familiar with that at all? Um, no, but it makes sense of why that would be a fairy tale. So it's actually a really famous uh, Japanese fairy tale called Urashima Taro. Um, I'm sorry, the Japanese don't call it fairy tales. Okay, what do they call it? Folk tales. <laughs> Same oh. thing. <laughs> Fairy tale, folk tale, fable, all the same. <laughs> Actually. Um, Actually. <laughs> but uh, just, I'm pretty sure Jet mostly covers it throughout the episode, but just real quick because it's something, I guess, kind of food for thought with some of the themes in the episode. Uh, a fisherman saves a turtle. Uh, the turtle brings him to, uh, I think her name is Otohime, like a, an underwater queen who... He hangs out there for a while and is like, I want to go home after a couple days. And she's like, here, have this box, the Tama Tobacco that uh, Jet is talking about. And he goes home and he finds that everything from his village is gone. Everyone's dead. The village is, like, destroyed or whatever. And it seems like it's been decades, if not centuries, since he's been home. And uh, Otohime, before, send before sending him away, tells him, hey, don't open the box. And after seeing everything gone and, like, kind of wallowing for a bit, he opens the box and rapidly ages and basically turns straight into dust. But, you know, that's just a quick synopsis of that, and I, I think it has some relevance to this episode towards the end. Yeah, wait, so he opens the box why again? Um, I don't remember why he opens the box. It's been a while since I've heard it. Um, I don't know if it's like just curiosity as to what's in it or. But it was kind of based on it, right? Because his seemed more like a, he was trying to chase after the box. Um. Yeah. And then I, if I'm... the box, if you open the box, it turns you old, and chasing after it will make you old. So like it's a catch twenty two. That's kind of what I was un under the impression of. So like yeah, literally maybe. chasing the treasure is just useless. It's kind of the whole point of that. It was well, the whole point of what I got from the Tama. What is it? Almost the Tamagotchi. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the Tamagotchi, dude. Yeah, the Tamagotchi. It yeah. poops on the floor and then you become old. Absolutely. <laughs> the Tama Tamagotchi Tabaco, was the first Neopets. Shout out to all the Neopets we left for dead. Uh, Neopets coming to Netflix 2022. Oh, God, I almost spit everywhere. <laughs> I think that's real. It might be 2021, but I, they are making a Neopet series. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not. Uh, uh, well, if we're still around, then we'll definitely watch that series and get back to you guys. Uh, <laughs> no. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, you might be right. Um, it is like a retelling. It's not um, the exact same as the version I am somewhat familiar with. You might be right in more that... Um, He's looking for the treasure rather than just being given it by Otohime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just based on, like, because if it's based on, it's not usually the same. Yeah. But, um, yeah, unless you guys have anything else about that scene, the next thing that happens is a package shows up from the Turtle <laughs> Express. And Faye is out. <laughs> well, it's COD, so. Of course she ain't sticking around. And I, I was kind of thinking about that. The funny thing is, uh, you mentioned, wasn't there a turtle part of that story? Yes. Uh, yeah. the, and the Turtle Express. Turtle. Yeah. yeah. Faye pieces out. They take the package inside. Jet's being like, oh, it could be bomb or something bad. Spike just rips it open, sticks his face in there. Uh, no, I fucking love it because um, Jet says, oh, the package's not ticking. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, make sure that and, everything's got in spike just fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like, oh, I want to make sure there's nothing in there. Yeah, like, he's I giving up all sure the tests nothing. he wants to run and Spike's like, yeah. fuck it. And then he's thinking about taking the t- package back so he can get his money back and Spike just opens up the package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spike is fantastic at this episode. I mean, he's fantastic in every episode. Yeah, yeah, but watch he's good in this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh and then, wait, so is this, I forgot, did Faye already find out that she has a package waiting on her? Yes, because it shows up. Yeah. And it's and for she, Faye, and it asks for cash on demand, she's like, oh, Mary mentioned it, time for uh, famous Faye's disappearing act. Yeah, yeah. so dumb. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> I think she really just left to go bet, and that was the excuse she used. No, she definitely did not want to pay for that package. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, I love Ed so much. Yeah, Ed's real good. Ed's got data. <laughs> oh, I forgot what that was referenced to. I didn't know that was a reference. Or sorry, what what she was referring to when she said she's got the data? Oh, she's uh, tracing the tape. Oh, back to yeah. So, and we find gotcha. out it's been a bunch of places, but as far as we can tell, it uh, oh, originates yeah, yeah, yeah. from a nunnery. <laughs> From a nunnery. A nunnery. A nunnery. I missed that part. Or I, they may have not called it a nunnery, but yeah, because it definitely it's, it's the like very some first thing she says. School. Oh, okay. In, in the sub, it's they call it a nunnery, which I'm. Or no, I'm not saying that's what they're saying. Or like a though, convent, just, which the video looked like it was from some type of boarding school. Right. Right. Kind yeah. Kind of thing. Meanwhile, in the background, Spike is like pulling out the ripping the tape apart, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But, uh, I was like, that's a fucking VHS and he's going to ruin it. <laughs> he doesn't know, know, man. I don't know how many times I had to rewind fucking back on Blockbuster days. Uh, excuse me, that's not a VHS. It's a beta. It's a beta, like you. What, Damn. This, uh, 
Did you guys actually do that Betamax you, you, when you was younger? I uh, yeah, I knew it was aimed towards me. <laughs> I am sufficiently roasted. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I never used. I don't think I ever used a Betamax. Guys, I never used it. Did you guys hear that ding in the background? Chris is done. <laughs> he got roasted. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was so stupid. Uh, no, I was not a beta. <laughs> never have and oh never God. fucking will. I was not a beta user. Hey, it just occurred yeah. to me. I went straight um, from cartridge to VHS. Th- don't worry about moving things around, but let's just go ahead and uh, we never did our names. I'm Chris Bailey. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, Salvador, also known as Monkey. Yeah, I'm Anthony. <laughs> okay, uh, since we have introductions done, uh, can we start with this episode again? Alright, so it starts okay. out with an opera horse racing fishing montage. <laughs> so, have you guys ever heard of uh, the tale of Uruki Matara? <laughs> I almost stopped yeah, this please, right now. Let's not discuss that, but your description of it was a fantastic orange. Hey, I was trying to blow through it. <laughs> I only heard it once. So, before we even get to the dogs, right, She's they go to the videotape store. Yeah. Uh, is... Yes. Which, I actually kind of, this is like the comedic relief. Oh, hold up. Uh, before we get to the videotape store, I just have to say that... It, oh, do they bring it back here? Or is it later? Do they use the same song twice in this episode? Uh, no, it's the same style of song, though. Okay. Or I, it's I, the it, one it could be later like, I really like, I think. This one, I, I wrote Dope Beats <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. while they're going, but the second one, I, I, it could be part of the same song, just different parts of it, but mm. it was definitely the same, like... Oh god, percussion yeah, I instrument. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was the same <laughs> instrument. And then but drum, the, but the the first one didn't have that. Like I think flute. I'm assuming, like the second one. Did. Oh, like the whistling. Yeah, whatever that little. It sounded like I, I like again. It's not in the band, but it was, right. it was okay. sounded yeah, flute esque. Yeah, it's definitely the second one I wanted to call out. First one's good, but. But yeah, they're well. They're just kind of in the video store, and the spike just keeps breaking shit, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time, accidentally on purpose. He's just breaking every fucking thing. And then we get the first glimpse, though, of Faye on the videotape. Well, for one, <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning that when they enter the store, the dude is watching a drama from the '90s. Yes, sir, or something. And he's like, oh, those old dramas are so good. Unlike mm-hmm. today's stuff, all trash. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, it says on this trivia thing that, um, what's it called? The two voices in drama is uh, the two actors from Beverly Hills 9210. 90210. Yeah, that one. I've huh. never heard it. someone call it 9210. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Because I don't fucking watch... Uh, Bad shows. I've like, never seen it either, but I've just never heard yeah, it. Yeah, bro, it's a 90, zip code. 90,210. 90, 90, exactly. I was about to make fun of you by doxing myself and saying my own zip code in a weird way. <laughs> okay. I think it starts, I bet yours starts with a one. Uh, it does not. Fuck, then a two. Nope. Bullshit. No. <laughs> Uh, that yeah, that is interesting though, because I saw the names and I figured, oh, that's probably a reference to something, <laughs> but I didn't know the names. Oh, um, gotcha. Let's go. Yeah, so he's just watching the fucking video, and then they they both come in, and I guess uh, 
what's it called? Jet shows him the tape. And mm-hmm. Spike is literally like touching everything and he broke a knob off. <laughs> and I think the yep. <laughs> I think the, the guy says no smoking. And Spike takes yep. his cigarette and uh puts it out on a VCR <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy, this guy slaps. This guy's fantastic. Uh, he's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck Spike. <laughs> My favorite part of that scene is when he breaks the knob off. And he looks around for a second and then just pockets it. It's like, it's so good. <laughs> like, doesn't leave it there so maybe the guy can fix it. Nope, he takes it. No. If I if I knew Spike, I, I would be mad at him. But since I don't know him, he's he's that's so funny. <sighs> Yeah, then we get uh, the tape. Well, our first look at it anyway. We just see a girl. Who could it be? I have a guess. <laughs> no way you could figure it out at this point in the episode. Bro, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it Ed? Uh, wait, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this uh, this tracking thing. Have you guys ever had to do that? Hmm? No, I don't track people tracking thing yeah so you know it was all fuzzy or whatever it is so he had to like turn the knob and it was he said he has to oh no oh i never no. did that either i don't know if that's a betamax thing or whatever it was um i don't know i feel like vhs's would get bad too but i was also like an idiot child so i didn't know what to do and this was pre-internet yeah. <laughs> so yeah all i know with the vhs's was you supposed to open it up blow on them and then put them back in you mean cartridge yeah, that's a cartridge thing. That's not what? a VHS thing, right? Uh, I do have a cartridge. It's VHS. I. Oh, you talking about the 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 player itself? Oh yeah. That yeah, I would I would blow out the player. Yeah, I think but the I tape. No, did I didn't too. fuck with that. <laughs> I like how our solution to fixing everything in the nineties was. I don't know. Just blow on it. Hashtag <laughs> SNES. Yeah. And N sixty four. Yep. But, uh, and then, uh, we find, what, uh, Faye's betting the dogs. <laughs> and apparently she did well. Yeah, Faye killed it with the dogs, dude. I actually, I actually laughed pretty hard when, she, when it just shows her right back at the fucking dog track. <laughs> well, she's at the dog track this time, not the horse track. The horses were no good. Yeah. But, uh, then we get to them looking, or Spike and Jet looking around in the mall. Because they learned that that's where they can get a beta player. Wow, you completely forgot one of the best parts in the scenes. What is that? Fucking, uh, what's it called? So the the Betamax tape is breaking with the Spike decides oh, to right. kick it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the things you usually get better when I kick them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he kicks it, and he breaks the fucking thing, and fucking Jet and Spike, I think, run out of the store. I don't know if it does show them running out. I don't know if it does either. I don't remember. But it does So There was a scene of Spike uh, trying to fix the tape, and he's pulling out all the all the tape out of it. Yeah, that's like at the beginning, when Ed's looking up the information. Yeah. Oh, no, because the Betamax eats the tape. That's what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and so it eats the tape, whatever it is, and then Jet and Spike runs out of the store or something like that. I don't remember what they did about that. And then you see Jet ironing the tape with a with an iron and a fucking um, towel, trying to straighten it. <laughs> which is the stupidest thing ever. 
And you forgot that the, the guy did this whole discussion about VCRs and Betamax that he really wants to talk about, but no one would want to listen. Was the Dude, I shit not yeah. fucking listen to that guy at all. <laughs> yeah. I love that Jet just cuts him off at one point. was like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And then we can get to the part that you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, so we get to the Mega Mall with uh, Spike and Jet looking for a Betamax. Oh, so um, so they go to Japan, right? Uh, I don't know if it's strictly Japan. Do they uh, say I'm that? pretty sure it is. Well, it, they don't say it. They just say it's in old Asia, but uh, the map definitely shows like old Tokyo and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I was yeah, gonna, I, I was going to say that. It's like... Oh, I guess in the future it's called Old Asia. I tend not to pause when I'm writing my notes. (laughs) And so, yeah, they go down the 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 they're heading inside the mall, and Faze calls uh, Ed and asks her if I guess everything is okay or whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And wait, is that the one where Ian answers? Yeah. No. uh, Or is that later? Because I think there's two calls. That's later. Yeah, that's where Ian answers. Yeah. It answers the first one. I yeah. I is such a good dog. Answering phones and shit. So yeah, uh, so they the uh the VCR is located twenty eight floors down, which is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, who who puts twenty eight basements in a mall? Is, are you sure it's not basement or the fact that it's just been like collapsed who puts so many times? Twenty eight. Well, I mean, they built twenty eight floors because there was an elevator. Yeah, but I don't think it'd be. I think it'd be up or something like that. I'm thinking. Yeah, it could be up. Yeah, I'm thinking it that might probably make more sense. in or something like that. I don't know. No, that's not why, because they're going down. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just way too much. I just know in Japan, they, they um, what's it called? They build, like, on top of each other. So it makes kind of sense. I didn't think stuff got that big. I don't Or at least know. not like a mall, but who knows? Um, the music in this scene, though. Oof, it's so good. We get, uh, my egg, I think it's called Egg and Me, or Egg and I. Before that, though, they go down the elevator shaft, and they, they, they fucking, what's it called, trip the elevator over this? And, uh, you actually see a scene of Spike scared of getting trampled by the elevator, which I thought was really, really interesting. Yeah, no one wants to get crushed by an elevator, dude. Well, it's just, there's very few times you actually see Spike scared. Yeah, that's true. I actually noticed that too, but yeah. for some reason I like just dismissed it in this episode. Just I thought about it. It's a fucking elevator. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that was kind of my thought process of like, oh, because it was an elevator. You, this isn't something premeditated from him. He's not going here thinking, I might die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this song is actually from, it's the same song that they played when they were looking for Ed, I think. Way back in jamming with Edward. Oh, really? That's cool. I believe so, yeah. And man, is it a banger. It's so good. So fucking good. <laughs> also, that weird fish is kind of the only other part I care about in this basement. Oh, that gets on top of Jet. Or the little squid just like thing. A, yeah. <laughs> it just like stares at Jet for a second before he throws it. He says something. I don't think it's super relevant, but I just think this is a fantastic uh, travel montage. Like it's just really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like that their thought process here, is, especially after having things screamed at them about how this works. The bigger, the better, right? 
So they just grab the biggest player they can find. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I just think it's funny because um, there's a uh there's a scene with uh spike and spike and jet and they were walking down and um and spike says the lesson is to remind me treasure hunts are always i think it's always a bad idea or something like that i think that's the quote or something like that Hmm. yeah they definitely they were definitely touching in on that like folklore yeah uh story now i have to i I care uh, i want to talk about the scene this may have happened later, so I may be skipping ahead. That's right. But there's two scenes where we see um, Faye check in, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one I thought was kind of interesting because this is, I think, to my knowledge, this is the first time that they haven't went after her. I think you might be right, actually. Because every other time they've at least, like, you know, it was either part of the mission where they helped her or they went after her. And this time they were like, fuck it, we're going to Asia. <laughs> and, like, I think when she finds that out, dude, she looks really depressed. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, she figures out that, like, oh, wow, they went all they went so far away without me? What? Yeah, like, they actually just fucking left me. Which I think it's the first time that her running away has made her actually feel lonely. Yeah. Now, does that happen before or after? Because I realize we kind of a little bit jumped this as well. She loses all her money basically i think no i think when she loses her money that's when she kind of where's spike that's when the ein answers it's the second right one. okay because uh that's when she kind of pulls the well if they miss me that much i guess i'll just come you know yeah but i think that's the second one that's what that's what makes her head back to the beat bop but that first one she's like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah that is i wonder if <laughs> it's kind of a weird choice in a way and like are we just supposed to assume that they were just going to come back or that she would they find definitely them. definitely would have just came back. I think this was like, cause I think, um, jumping ahead again, when jet says later, like you can, you can watch the movie, but you have to pay the fee. Right. Uh huh. I think, oh, we'll that, talk I think this was scene. like a little side quest for them to, right. to figure out her path without her knowing. Yeah, maybe that that was my kind of initial thing cuz that line plus them just fucking leaving her after knowing that this tape is about her and not even telling her like i think they wanted to know more information about her before she knew whether it be like a cuz do they know or do they know her full backstory or spike, I guess spike does. does yeah or most of it anyway probably told yeah jet. whether jet knows or not is we don't know though honestly i a lot of times i would assume but i don't know about this one <laughs> Although Ayn is a gossiper, so Ayn probably told Ed and Jed. That's true. Yeah, he can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. It's just yapping, yapping, yapping. But yeah, I think that this was just like a them two kind of side mission, like, we'll come get her later. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But again, this it's kind of really hard to assume stuff with the Bebop. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that they didn't just like say like, all right, fine, whatever. We'll just leave Faye behind forever. Mm-hmm. I think the assumption would be made that they would either come back or it'd be easy enough for her to find them and they know that she would just come back. Yeah, I, I just think they, to me, is it's one of those things, oh, we just let Faye do whatever she wants. She's going to call us whenever she wants to come back. That's the way yeah. I look at it. <laughs> she's like that teenager that runs away from home every week. I was thinking it was just a cat, basically. Or Yeah, or she's just a cat you let yeah. outside. Yeah. Disappears for a few days, comes home with a bird in its mouth. Yeah, exactly. There's a great scene with Ed. I think Ed says, like, Ed is disappointed. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what scene you're looking at, Monkey. 
So Jet and Spike have came in with the VCO, even though they have a Betamax. And uh, uh, I guess they're trying to figure out a way to make it work. And then uh, Ayn picks up the call from Faye. And then Faye basically says, oh, they must be lonely. So let me just come back and, and talk to them. <laughs> and so she heads back. And um, and then Ed's just like, I'm disappointed or something like that. I think because... Uh, I know, like, right before that phone call, it's like, you got... <laughs> yeah, Ed's like, you got the wrong one. And then they won't play beta. And then they both just like, huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Like the dude explained the, di- like, there's a difference. Oh, if they would listen to the story. Yeah. If you weren't convinced uh, that these characters are real dumb, yeah. these two episodes, <laughs> this one and the next one kind of seal it. And then that's where I answered the phone. And then we have the second conversation. And she's yeah. like, well, I guess I have to come back if they miss me that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I know what he's talking about. So when they, the whole prom, uh, reason she said disappointed is uh, they got the wrong tape. They won't play beta. And then they do the huh, huh. And then at that time, Ayn answers the phone. And then she's like, where's Spike and Jet? And Ed says, they're disappointed and sad because they got the wrong. <laughs> and she assumes it's because of her. So that's why she goes, well, I guess I'll have to come back if they miss me that much. That's where the disappointment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so great. Yeah, we'll, we'll tie all this in together. We're, we're good at this podcasting stuff. I like how we just explained that. <laughs> like, if you don't think they're dumb. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to see if you guys knew. I mean, you guys watched this today, too. Yeah, right? but I, that's why I take notes, except I didn't take notes on that. I do. Uh, first of all, uh, that phone call, <laughs> I love Faye's face when Ayn answers. Or basically any time she has to interact with Ayn, she just has this fucking really face. <laughs> <sighs> That's such a good dog. I know dog. a smart dog, though. When Faye yeah. loses all her money, she does not care at all. No, she's just Which like, oh, I think well. is a nice touch. Yeah. Be- well, for her, it's like, oh, there goes all my money. Guess I have to go back. Yeah. Because I got nothing else to do. <laughs> Where if she had all that money, she would have a way out. I guess her life does make sense, like, knowing what her past is now and how much debt she's supposedly in. Mm-hmm. Is like until she makes all that money back from like gambling and shit, and she's just gonna go back to the bebop, you know. But she was on the track to do it. I mean, yeah. we could assume, and then she loses it. But she'd rather be with them. Yeah, and that's why she probably bet. Like, I mean, I imagine if she's doing it that much, she knows how to bet properly. But she's just like, fuck it. If I lose, I lose. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't usually spend four hundred thousand dollars on the horse at sixty to one. <laughs> Well, I mean, you do if you're a degenerate. <sighs> maybe maybe she's a degenerate. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair assumption. It's probably easier than <laughs> to, to exactly give what odds the, the dog was that she was betting on. <laughs> okay, so so the package comes in, and then does anybody know what animal this package is? Yeah, it's a rabbit express. Yep, rabbit express. Which one came first, you guys? Turtle. Yep, turtle and a rabbit. I didn't think about that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, tortoise <laughs> in the hair, yeah. Good, good call. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was a fun reference. Yeah. More turtle folktales. Because they didn't describe where this one came from, right? They were just like, it's here now. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jet wants to send it back. Instantly. He's like, let's send it back. Jet's just done. Jet's done, dude. He's like, I'm done with this fucking I love that it was a beta play. Yeah. Well, dude, it's from the same person. Uh, it's got to have a way to play the so tape. Funny. Uh, and Jet has to pay for the shipping because Spike opens it because Spike I mean, he's, at least he's being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Spike, dude. 
And then everybody gets ready for movie night, which I love this scene. Just seeing everybody, like, getting ready to watch this movie. Except Faye, because Faye can't, uh, pay, doesn't want to yeah. pay for it. Before we get into this scene, I just want to say, I think this scene hit me harder so far than any scene in the entire scene. I mostly agree with that. I can't agree with that, dude. Spike in that pink fluffy go. jacket is fantastic. <sighs> Jesus Christ. You guys don't ask me for no, one, I didn't say one of the scenes. best scenes, but in terms of like emotional resonance, like, oh fuck. Kind of scenes. This is. Yeah, this, this one tier. is. Man. Because this episode has such, like, the only reason I'm probably mentioning this is because it's, it's very, uh, like, The Last of Us 2 just came out when we recorded this. And similar to both of those games plus this there's such happy highs and such low lows of that like episode mm -hmm. like the the fun happy like you know awesome flute music that was going on at the like just the happy i don't know it just is really fun and then at the end of the episode they just hit you with this fucking devastating low it reminded me yeah. so much of just playing the game like yesterday that i just i was like oh fuck yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right that the juxtaposition is why it works so well. The whole thing has just been like a fun, jaunty thing with like a little bit of a teased mystery that'll be like, oh, this will be interesting. And then once we see what's on the tape and like everyone's reactions to it, it's, yeah, it's a lot. What about you, Monkey? I don't know. This, this one hasn't hit me that much. I'm going to say that. Like, the episode that hit me the most is the one, um, I think the Venus one, when that guy died. Yeah, Walt's well, Venus Spike. is extremely sad yeah sure. to me that's the saddest episode like that one i actually like gasped at I'm like <gasps> like you know what i mean right before the crying happens i didn't cry but it was just like when those i had to stop myself from like from getting real sad this one is just like this is sad for Faye. like just the fact that she doesn't remember any of this is like so sad now i don't know if i'm assuming this is what i was supposed to get out of it when she's doing her cheerleader stuff and she's saying what uh, specifically is it don't lose me yeah so i don't know how it's delivered like cadence wise in the japanese necessarily because i don't speak japanese and i don't know how it's delivered cadence wise in the english but in the sub it's commad so it says don't lose comma me which i think is a hiding her real name obviously and yeah. b trying to say don't lose me but also don't lose me like it's trying to have both exactly okay that's what i got out of it was like so the cheerleader was saying like you're gonna win don't lose but then Faye now looking at it was like don't lose me like yourself yeah exactly which she did and that's that's what that wolf yeah <laughs> oh that one hit me because <laughs> she was just staring at it and i was like holy fuck dude and seeing her reaction to it being like she's like oh, i know that's me but I can't remember this at all. And there yeah. she is being like happy and cheerful and so she was a light about her future. And yeah, I think they just made it like so much worse when they just like how happy she is in the fucking uh, video. Yeah. Just like, a, like I think she like when she wakes, she's like, I hope you woke up feeling like, you know, as best as you can. Every cell in your body's moving. It's still, like, yeah. what the fuck? Uh, yeah, it's that basically the worst such, message you could hear. Like, the more I think about it, that was so well done. Yeah, it, it is crazy what they, they do to Faye in this episode. It's, like, really sad, but, yeah. Or to add to the scene a little, we also get to see uh, 
spiked jet just have this like wave of melancholy comes over them as they're watching it and especially probably from jet kind of has a little bit of oh i fucked up like yeah you think that's like that's real like that was guilt yeah at, at least on yeah, the part of at jet. least from jet and yeah yeah i mean they both clearly feel like real bad in that scene that was a really good ending yeah and then right after you get uh was it uh, real, real folk, folk blues, blues. yep <laughs> right after <laughs> oh, they, oh, the motherfuckers real folk please goddamn so, like the perfect ending dude something we didn't discuss is how this episode feels really indiana jones with uh with spike and jet traveling to the video See, i also thought last of us again so good <laughs> yeah really? because they're okay. just traveling to i mean there was no zombies obviously but they're just like a duo traveling together Again, yeah, I got, the fact that they're like in an open yeah. environment, like Last of Us. And it was like half water, yeah. some of it was underwater and shit. I just, I don't know. It, yeah. Just because I fucking played it like two day, a day ago. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely like an adventure, the adventure montage. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, I like this episode a lot. Yeah. This Speak like a child. Good. So I, I guess this will be a good segue into our next episode. So we talked a little bit off air about doing a ranking when we were all done. And earlier tonight, I did like, a gut check ranking basically i did it and i threw one together in like five minutes of the ones we've already seen yeah speak like a child ranked pretty high for me um it's definitely in the top block of like five to six or five or six episodes i currently have it at three but it like again it was just a quick gut check um this next one session 19 wild horses i put at the very bottom <laughs> uh written by akihiko inari and kimitoshi yamane wild horses obviously the Rolling Stones again, dude. This is this is such like a nothing episode for me. Uh, I know Salary likes it. I think. I think it's okay. I mean, look. To be fair, in, in the pantheon, or if we're talking Cowboy Bebop, it's fine. It's watchable. It's still probably yeah. better than most things out there. <laughs> but looking at it through a lens of Cowboy Bebop, I don't care about this episode really. What do you think, Anthony? So actually, uh, I did watch all these like in one sitting today, but I took a break in between the first one and these next two. So when I came back, I was fucking cranking tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I like that. I was just, dude, I was fucking getting it in my chair, chair dancing like a mother. Dude, tank is so fucking good. That's so. Uh, I'm so glad like this doesn't have like the Netflix skip. You know, of the intro. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the way, the way I'm watching dude, it. if they yeah. put Cowboy Bebop on Netflix and it just automatically skipped the intro, there would literally be riots. Oh, my God. Well, I, the first... So, I know how... Net, like, Netflix only does it when you're watching sequential episodes. So, like, if you watch one through five, you're going to hear it the first time. And then when you come back for the sixth. Yeah, people would not be happy with that. But every other sequential one... Yeah, no, they, that should be banned. I'm wondering how the live-action one is going to be. You think they're going to follow the, like, the tank? Uh, Yoko Kano is involved. What? I'm sorry, excuse me? What's up? Do you not know about this? They're doing a live-action Cowboy Bebop for Netflix. It's been delayed because the lead actor got hurt. Uh, it's The lead actor is John Cho, who's like 50. Yeah, he's the guy from Howard and Kumo. He's playing Spike. He's playing Spike. Yep. He's a fine actor, but I think he's probably a little old. <laughs> and also, I don't know if he has martial arts chops. So let's talk about wild horses. Uh, so first scene is Fluffy Butt Ein. <laughs> yep. And uh, it looks like, uh, as far as I can tell, they're doing this. Um... Oh, actually, I want to put my two cents, too. I just talked about Crank and Tank. Yeah, dude, I love Crank uh, and Tank. <clears throat> so overall, this episode, 
I thought I had more to talk about, which was kind of funny, and then I kind of skimmed over this notes and remembered exactly what happened, and I bet this is going to definitely be in the bottom, like, 10% of mine. I do like a couple things that you get from the episode, like who gave him the swordfish, and there's, like, two really, like, fun points, I think, in this episode, the other one being, uh, obviously skipping ahead. Uh, Yeah, you get the swordfish, and then you get, like, him going straight, like, vulnerable again. Or not vulnerable, but yeah, yeah no, kind of vulnerable. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great scene. And then other than that, like, you're right. It's just kind of, eh. It's retre- it retreads a lot of themes that have been, like, well explored in previous episodes, but doesn't really add anything new to them, I feel. That that sounds that sounds fair. But yeah, so we start off, what, fishing for pirates? Uh, no, no uh, Spike think- is trying to hitchhike. Oh, that's, the, that's right. First, yeah. Which is the dopest thing ever. Like, can we admit that? Hitchhiking? Yeah, Spike hitchhiking. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been murdered by hitchhiking. Doesn't sound that dope. <laughs> eh. I mean, I think Spike can uh, cover him for himself, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah. The first thing I really like in this episode is that Ayn hangs up on Faye, <laughs> which is great. Yes! <laughs> He's yelling at Jet, <laughs> and Ayn just goes over and hangs up. You know, yeah, they're fishing for fi- uh, pirates. Uh, I is space walking and eating food, yep, which that's is good. adorable. We get the scene of what's called what Faye and Jet are doing, which so they are looking for pirates, and then we see we get the scene of Spike uh, finally getting a ride from that one guy. Do you know what the guy's name was? Uh, I didn't write his name down. Miles, the assistant. Miles, okay. Do is this, Duhan, right? Is du- Duhan. 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 Sorry. Probably Duhan. Oh, this one takes a page and a half for me. Most of them do. Seriously? Actually, which is funny, because uh, Periot LeFoe takes uh, maybe a page. It's probably my, one of my smallest note-taking. Do you double space? No. Why would I double space my own handwriting? Oh, I don't... Do you leave spaces at all? No. Damn. You take a lot of notes. I, I'm a good note-taker, and I write everything that I like, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> all right, man. Page so and a half He just writes the entire... <laughs> plot synopsis now. Yeah, you're just <laughs> copying the Wikipedia page into a notebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Miles is fucking talking about baseball, which is actually, I like this. I like, like, the Miles, old blue socks. Hey, go blue socks. Yeah. I like this about, like, this brings character to, basically a character that we won't care about. Hmm. But then fucking Spike is being a dick and makes fun of his voice. It makes fun of his voice? Yeah, he does, doesn't he? In the oh, original, the exchange goes something. Miles says, 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 something, says something like, oh, you're the, you ever been told you're the silent type or something like that? And Spike says, you ever been told you talk too much? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he makes fun of the voice, but I might be wrong about that. He doesn't in the Japanese. I don't know if he does in English. Okay. I just remember him doing, like, um, I, I don't know if it was the beginning, but one of the things Miles said was like, you know, I try to leave the blue socks alone, but uh, it's kind of like going back to an ex-girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I like Miles. Yeah, Miles yeah. is right. uh, Spike is getting annoyed with all the talking here. Miles literally talks all the goddamn time. Uh, <laughs> Which, uh, um, well, just real quick while we're on baseball, uh, the three pirates are Ger- George, Herman, and Ruth. Oh, really? That's fucking Which are George... Fuck. Babe Ruth Herman. <laughs> That's pretty good. And so we finally, we finally, I guess, pull up on the shop and we meet uh, Duhan, right? Duhan. Oh, yep. I guess we don't. Duhan. I I don't know if we meet him or not, but uh, what's it called? They talk about how fixing, uh, fix, fixing old spaceships is a hobby, which I fucking that is fucking dope. Fixing old spaceships. That I sounds enjoy. so much fun. Yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah, this guy, this guy slaps. 
I guess it's worth bringing up. I don't really want to spend a bunch of time on it, but there is the the theme of there's the whole old tech versus new tech stuff going and going on in this episode. A little bit, yeah, with the because we kind of is it so. We also get in that scene, Monto Racer, right? Mono. That's the. I want. I might be Mono One or something. I, I I feel like it's Mono One. Like the Swordfish is like is is a Monto Racer, right? Yeah, it's a racing ship, is what we learn. Okay, because that's the one thing I kind of liked. Yeah, but before that, we get uh, so Faye is not paying attention because why would she? She's not hunting anybody or anything like that, and she gets caught off guard by the pirates. And then I guess Ein presses a button. Anybody know what this is about? Uh, this is, I think, when Ed's trying to do some hacking. Oh, yeah. Ed's trying to hack them, and Ayn messes it up, and Ed gets mad. <laughs> Ed makes a great face. Yeah. And then we, we see that Ed's and uh, Jet's... Uh, no. <laughs> Ed, Jet, and Faye both... Everybody just gets fucked up in this whole thing. Like, the pirates severely messes them up so bad. <laughs> they call Jet Ship old. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Dude, I felt hammer. I felt for Jet then though I was I was with him all the way. Yeah, starting to go fund me for the ship for the bebop. <laughs> now that was the hammerhead. Yeah, that was the hammerhead. Well, I thought he called the bebop old as fuck. No, I thought he was talking about the hammerhead. Cause oh. it might be you. You're actually probably right. Probably is the bebop. I know the bebop was nearby. So they get destroyed by the pirates. Basically, like they the they pirates take. Takes control of uh, phase ship and phase ship just starts blasting away jet ship and and then the bebop gets hacked and so why that is happening we realize the spike ship is a fucking racing ship which is dope as fuck when you think about it because spike ship is a ra- like does look like a racing ship and it's really fucking cool I guess they just put a gun on it then yeah he just put a gun on it and seeing Duhan with the ship right there with his uh what do you call it? I wouldn't say racing costume but with his Outfit is fucking dope. Like seeing seeing the swordfish, seeing Duhan is just a nice little picture. I like that. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised it took us excuse me, took us nineteen sessions to have Spike waiting for a repair of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It gets messed up a lot. <laughs> and I know like I know that Jet does or yeah, Jet does most of it, but Yeah. That's pretty funny. Which I guess Duhan does have a line in there somewhere in the episode like, yo, you really been pushing this thing, huh? Yeah. I would love to re- know the reason why Duhan Cave spiked the ship, though. That's a nice little story about that, and I don't know what it is. I think it's a lot of things about Bebop is like they they introduce characters and they give you enough to leave you wanting, but not in a bad way to like where you need it. Yeah, yeah. I got the sense that you know Spike met this guy years ago, and he was getting too old to do, or Duhan was getting too old to, I guess, make use of this ship in a way that made sense. And he, for whatever reason, had some camaraderie with Spike, and was like, "You take it, bud." Yeah. And so, uh, so Spike uh, gets a call from Faye, and Spike finally answers it because, for some kind of reason, Spike doesn't tell, doesn't call for the crew any reason, even though they're worried about him. Hey, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did pick up on that because I thought initially it's because his ship was broke, so he couldn't like contact anybody. And then when he was there, I was like, "When is he gonna call?" He's, yeah, fuck Zach, it, just it. fix the ship. I'll be gone when I'm gone. Well, yeah. I think the the implication is that he called Duhan because Miles shows up and he's like, "Hey, you're late." Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, good call. So Spike gets a call, and Faye tells Spike that Zet's working on a bacteria. 
yeah. which is the funniest shit ever. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm working on a virus. Like, what the fuck, babe? I, have, I literally wrote, wrote down most of what they said there because it was like bacteria. And then you hear, it's a virus. And she's like, same thing. And Ed goes, it's not. <laughs> and then Ed was, uh, Ed, or Spike was like, in English. And Ed just, or I think it was Ed. Said so the computer's kaput and we're drifting into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is so good. I can't believe we got about that, but that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I put down a note. Love Ed's uh, description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Jet uh, talks to Spike about the, the bad plan. Like, this is just a really bad plan. <laughs> he just tells, he t- he tells Spike, but whatever you do, just don't get harpooned. And yeah, if you get harpooned, turn harpooned. off your computer system and do everything manual. <laughs> because Jet wants revenge against Jet these pirates. Jet was pissed. <laughs> they called the ship old. It's funny, because right after I wrote down, don't get harpooned, I put, they called a ship old. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I put the, down this note. Uh, Jet's secret weapon is to turn off the system guide. And he's going to guide yeah. uh, Spike through the radio. <laughs> Just fuck it. We'll see what happens. The satellite radio. It's so dumb. I mean, there's a, a, a small, like, they're kind of true, though, because, like, one of the things that we use for navigation is radio waves. So that's kind of like, they did their homework, I think. Yeah, definitely, because there's something that comes up at the end of the episode that, like, uh, happened in one of the Apollo missions, I believe. For sure, because we, like, we actually use, like, very high frequency waves, just VHF. The kind of even funnier part was uh, when we're in the air, a lot of times, like, if there's, like, a wet, uh, like a World Series going on or, like, an NBA thing or NFL, if it's a big game, you'll often hear people on the radios giving people uh, AM frequencies because in the planes we can actually tune into that frequency and listen in so we can listen to shit while we're in the air. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but we don't really use that stuff much anymore. But the VOR stuff, the the radio, that was kind of cool. Like they they were using it for navigation, and also like they were hearing everyone talk about it on the Blue Sox game or whatever. Yeah, that that actually is a thing that could happen. That's awesome. I didn't actually given. Know I don't that. think it can actually. I don't think it can actually go that far in the air. Well, it's space. Exactly, it is space. There's <laughs> it's being broadcast across space. Yeah, so, I mean, with that being in, who knows what could happen, but yeah, for sure. I was very impressed with the Bebop. <laughs> so, um, let's go. So, Spike decides, uh, so they're looking for the pirate guys. Uh, we skipped one thing I want to talk about real quickly. Too bad. Yeah, I have a few things I oh, thought were good. Bad. <laughs> um, go when, on, when um, Spike is getting his ship fixed and he gets the spare part and he's on the phone and they're talking like, oh, where did this part come from? And, oh, yeah. and they're cutting all back and forth, like delivery truck with a penguin on it. And they both at the same time say delivery truck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, so Spike got the computer from the Bebop? He got it from the pirates. Oh, that sold it? Yes. Gotcha. That's pretty fucking funny. Because <laughs> it was like a mono computer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mono system is what I have down. But I, I just like the way they shot that scene of it cutting between everyone and then syncing up at the end. Yeah. So they're looking for the pirates, and they look for fucking Penguin, and they realize there's, there's two ships. It's my favorite scene in the show. <laughs> or in the episode. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and they're like, how do we figure this out, you guys? Let's shoot at them, and the one that runs away is... The- <laughs> Which, that's Faye's idea, and then Spike is like, actually, for once, I agree. Yeah, actually, for once, I agree. My note on that scene is just, Spike and Faye are dumb. 
<laughs> and then I like Jet just goes like the amount of times I I, I want to rewatch this episode and do a huh counter <laughs> because I think it happens like a couple times in the beginning and then right before this scene when you guys were talking about the uh, delivery truck both Duhan and Spike go huh huh <laughs> yeah and then Jet at that one goes huh and then they both just they both run after getting shot at <laughs> of course <laughs> and face like we didn't think of this. <laughs> We didn't cover this one. <laughs> oh, really? In your 10-second plan, you didn't cover that? <laughs> and the idea that you shoot at them, they might both run. Who could have uh, seen that coming? God, that was funny. So, of course, Faye, of course, Faye finds the fake one because we got to get the main character Spike to face against the pirates. Absolutely. And uh, the pirates shoot the fucking suits the spear, realize that Spike is actually really fucking good at his job, and they shoot all the fucking harpoons at Spike. Every one that they could fucking find. <laughs> I know. It's fucking ridiculous. And of course, Spike gets hit because you can't dodge all those harpoons. But as a result, he gets shut down and one of the harpoons ends up <laughs> looping back around and getting them. Yep. And so Spike has to navigate through the Astro's field without his mono system. So he's manually... And then yep. they, they made something like, oh, he's in the gravitational pull, so he's fucked now without the monocomputer anyway. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he's fucked because of that. And so Jet tells Spike that it, take, it would take him seven hours to get to Spike. And Did Spike says, seven? No. Yeah. I think it's he's seven In the sub, he says 24. Oh, interesting. But I remember him definitely saying seven hours. Weird. I guess I didn't actually, I could <laughs> I could have just listened to the number, but I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, Spike says my fuel is gone, I won't be able to do that, and uh, he's heading towards the boat. So we run out of fuel, and what's Spike do, monkey? He fucking lights up his cig like Yes, he fucking does. <laughs> um, I do really like how when Spike realizes that, he, that he's dead, the first thing he says is, Hey, I've got some booze hidden behind the fridge, you can have it. Got some whiskey behind the fridge. And I love yeah. that, I love that Jet instantly went, wait, what went wrong? Yeah. He didn't say, oh, okay, he said what, he knew exactly what that meant. Yep. Yeah, he's been around Spike long enough. Yeah, I like that, though. Yeah, and, and Spike is just willing to die. Like, I know that's, like, a thing that we always see throughout the anime, but, like, this one, he's like, yeah, I'm, this is my time. Like, there's nothing you guys can do about it. We get to the great part where Spike tells Jet uh, about the whiskey, and fucking Doolahan comes in the fucking radio and is like, I traded you that whiskey for me saving you wherever it is. Mm. Which is just a great thing. Like, that's fantastic. Yes, it is. I know this is this is what, probably why Owens doesn't like this episode. Because it's so fucking cheesy why they would bring out one of the fucking oldest rockets that's fucking... The motherfucking oh, spaceship. Crap, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have to jump back real quick before we get into the spaceship because my uh, things are exactly the same on what I want to say on these. Uh, the scene where Spike is chasing the pirates, the music during that is phenomenal. I put chase music engaged. It, yeah, it's so <laughs> good. Holy crap. But also the music that kicks in when he starts bringing out the old space shuttle is also fantastic. <laughs> so good. And I'm pretty sure it's a different uh, version of the song that plays when he's fighting Asimov in the first episode. Then that checks out. But the fact that they brought it out, the motherfucking space shuttle is being towed by a motherfucking tank. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, being towed by an so old cool. tank. With uh, Myers just sitting in the front looking dope as fuck in this tank. It looks so good. <laughs> that was really fucking cool. <clears throat> I think this is why Owens hates this one, though. It's like, no, I, I, my, like I said at the top, um, I just, I don't hate it's, it. It's kind of fun. It's just, it doesn't do a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really add anything to the show for me. If you dropped it, I, you don't lose anything, I think. 
Oh, I can say that about the next episode too. And I'm just saying the next episode is one of my favorites. Yeah, but I don't think this one does anything particularly special either. Okay. So yeah, so we we get this whole math not math mathematical equation or something like that about how they're gonna shoot the ship up and catch Spike and bring him back down. Mm-hmm. And like it's, all it's this something, is just, yeah. is just over my fucking head. There's no way I can understand what the fuck they're doing. They basically dumb it down for him and tell him to like pitch down point six degrees or whatever. And he's tried to make like his own little attitude indicator by putting notches on his windshield. Yeah, which that is the thing that I th- I don't know if it was one of the Apollo missions, but the, I believe there was a space mission where someone oh God I forget who, but he actually did that like on the descent. Interesting. Like he made those and used it to make a trajectory. Yeah. Which is cool in anime, fucking wild in real life. It'd be fucking terrifying. So you you have you you know how to do that, right? Like those, you know how to read that? Nope. Uh, no, I'm okay. talking to Anthony, the pilot over here. <laughs> oh, I, I assume that you were talking you? to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, when you're talking about someone having knowledge, I have to assume it's directed at me. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Fuck you. You guys couldn't hear it, but I just pushed up my glasses. Yeah. I don't wear glasses. That was well done. <laughs> um I I can read an attitude indicator when it's like it, it's an actual like one that's installed in an aircraft, but like a homemade one that you just wing it, like usually you have to have the horizon as a reference. So personally, I wouldn't be able to read a horizon in fucking space myself. Well, you're on astronaut. Exactly, so, so- but so the one that Spike makes, you could not read? Like, you um, couldn't even figure it out a little bit? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even know, like, what, like, where to start with that. Okay. I was just wondering, because, like, that, th- to me, I just see lines, and that's all I see, so. Yeah, I mean, I understand the, the practice of what he was trying to do. I just wouldn't know how to personally do it in that situation. I was like, where's the dot to drop down so I can get a headshot with my bow? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just, like, like, if he was making, like, inch marks maybe he knew like how many he needed specifically to be spaced out and then he knew how to read 0.6 i can drop like 0.6 i know how to do that i just don't know how he made that and then also determine that that was 0.6 degrees down okay and also 0.6 down like holding that perfectly would be fucking insane to do for seven hours like i probably couldn't even do that for like more than 30 seconds without fucking okay. like and you thing. taught Point sully sullenberger is... how to fly absolutely yeah the man's on my speed dial <laughs> so yeah um it just shows you how i guess awesome spike is for trying to do this off the wing or whatever it is like yeah doesn't he have a line where it's like oh well whatever happens happens i'm pretty sure he says that multiple times in this episode yeah yeah i know it's definitely around the end he, he mentions it yeah and we get to see the fucking old spaceship fucking start flying, which is, like, one of the coolest things, and, like I said, cheesy, but it's still awesome. Like, seeing the fucking, uh, the rockets come up mm-hmm. from the front, and then they blast off with the back rockets, it's, like, awesome. And seeing Miles is, like, scaled out of his mind, <laughs> effecto, inside this fucking old-ass spaceship. <laughs> this is so ancient like this spaceship is so fucking old and they decided to do rescue mission in a do hand oh, so you're good. a great person like this guy is willing to die for his craft and he's fantastic i don't need like aviation perspective aside i just thought that was so cool that the fucking old ancient ship he was working on was a fucking space shuttle yeah, yeah like, that's pretty fucking awesome would you guys like a couple of not so fun facts oh boy <laughs> yes take us off of our high that that uh the shuttle he's flying is the Columbia, 
which I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that did not end well. It destroyed a re-entry on 2003, two years after the episode aired in America. Oh, okay. So is it is? I thought it was two separate ships, but yeah. So the when they're re-entering and talking about like the heat panels or whatever, that's actually what happened to the Columbia two years after the episode aired. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so they pre- they pulled a Simpsons. <laughs> they pulled a Simpsons. Yeah, except it didn't end well because the Columbia actually blew up. Is there anything else you want to say about trivia? Nope, that was the only thing that I had. Okay, I'm going to do this trivia, and then we're going to end the episode. So, there's the baseball one that Owens talked about. And then uh, Spike's Marks on the Glass is um, is based on the last flight of the Mercury program. A pilot named Gordon That's Cooper the one you were looking at. had to do mm-hmm. the same one to do it re-entry. Which is yep. fucking crazy. Like, yeah, that is pretty like fucking Owens wild. Said, real life, like, what the fuck? Like... We can all accept Spike can do it just because he's fucking awesome, but this, but this Gordon Kopu guy might be might be better than Spike. Sounds like a fucking badass. Yeah, it sounds like a badass to me. If he's problematic, I retract that. <laughs> yeah, if he's bad, <laughs> if he's I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, man, it's 2020. You never know. Yeah, you're right. He did pass. Oh, he did. Yeah, he okay. was born in 1927. He died at 77 in 2004. Uh, something else, the sound effects for the computers, the trajectories computers, are from Alien. Huh. But I love Alien. I feel like I should give that movie another shot. I need to watch Alien. I might appreciate <laughs> it more now. Does anybody know what Doohan is a reference to? No. All I can think of is Doolahan, which his head is attached to his neck, so he is not a Doolahan. <laughs> he he is a reference to uh, Scotty from the Star Trek um series oh okay i've never watched any star trek he's the actor who plays it is he like the mechanic or something like that yep he's a mechanic oh that's very interesting okay so that's all for those facts let's get to the best part so spike is in the fucking ship and he somehow he's navigating the fucking ship and the awesome ass boss ass columbia spaceship now we know what it's called is uh Driving out and somehow catches Spike. <laughs> After Spike <laughs> destroys both the wings from the swordfish, which yep. I guess makes sense because he kind of had to. <laughs> but still, it's so messed up that he had to just, he just fixed the ship. So Spike has to um, let's go turn off his mono computer, and it doesn't turn off. So you guys know what he does? No. He kicks it. Yeah, I remember he kicking. <laughs> Yeah, he kicks the he kicks his mono computer, and then he, and then he walks on his uh, spaceship while all this is happening. All that was happening. Forgot all about that. So yeah, we destroyed the spaceship, and then uh, and realized that the uh, re-entry for the Columbia, like all the heating panels are are really bad. Which what Owens was talking about. <laughs> and we don't know if they're gonna make it or not. And I think Spike says says it again. Whatever happens, happens. Or yeah, I think that's when I wrote it down. It was when he said it there. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And then uh, it just shows a picture of uh, Spike Doohan and uh, Miles, and Miles is holding up the peace up sign on the crash landing. And I think it's one of the best ways to end this episode. It's just it's just great to see a picture of. <laughs> I think Doolan and Spike are like shaking to the cold while Miles is happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, when Spike lands his uh, wingless ship inside the Columbia, did anyone else think that was supposed to feel like a like a catcher's mitt or a baseball glove or something? Or is that just me because there was too much baseball in this episode? 
It was a stretch, but I mean, now that you're saying it, I didn't definitely didn't see that. Well, it feel, it felt like it felt in real or fell in real gently. I don't know. It, it's probably nothing. I the, the physics behind that episode are way over my head, so I've got no idea. I don't know. I hit a Great. button and airplane goes vroom vroom. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into episode twenty then, or sorry, session twenty. Perot LeFoe, the only episode not named uh, explicitly, I guess, uh, for music, either a specific song, album, or musical genre, actually named for a French movie by the same exact name by Jean-Luc Godard, one of the like biggest new wave French directors. But Godard is probably like the most prolific, at least internationally, I believe. And if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. Uh, written by Sadayuki Murai, who, a uh, little teaser, is also the writer on my pick. Oh, okay. For when we finish Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and before we jump into the episode, I have a tiny story about this episode. So back when Cowboy Bebop was on, like, Adult Swim and stuff, I would just watch whatever was on Cartoon Network whenever I happened to have the TV on which means I saw a lot of Cowboy Bebop. I saw the entire series multiple times, not necessarily in order, but somehow every single time I managed to miss Perolifo. I didn't see this episode a single time until a couple of years ago when I rewatched the whole series on Blu-ray or whatever. Really? So this is only my second time seeing this episode ever. Wow. Despite having seen the whole series multiple times. That's crazy. That said... Oh, actually, my only exposure prior to this is uh, I had an anime music video of Perot LeFoe set to Soundgarden's Ty Cobb. Yes. So that was all I knew of this episode. It looked great from that. (laughs) God, this episode's so good. Yeah, uh... Boy, we start out just this weird fat silhouette with a top hat. So I've got a question for you guys. Go nuts. I, I know it's going to be hard to remember because I know you guys have watched this multiple times. Do you guys remember what you first thought of like this, the opening of this where you're just like, like the first thing I have written down is it's anime Batman. Because <laughs> oh, this just, episode oh, no. is dripping with Batman. Oh, it's. Dude, literally, Pierre de Flo or Le Flo is like three Batman villains into one. Yeah, he's definitely uh, Joker and Penguin. I don't know who the third one is. Yeah. Well, I because the fact that he just like starts scaling buildings and shit, I was like, this is some hot like, and he's just floating and flying, and there's a cape sounds. I was like, this is fucking Batman. <laughs> oh, and I didn't think he was Batman, but <laughs> I well, I mean, initially I was like, it's anime Batman. And then it turned, like, my next line is, it's Dr. Jekyll and French Red Eye Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk about the design of Perot for a second? Good God, dude. The design on Perot is phenomenal. Like, (laughs) first of all, the, like, weird, sad clown stuff is great. But every time they do a close-up of his face, especially his teeth, and just the amount of detail they put into this guy is incredible. I think he's the only person in the entire series where you like see his individual teeth all the time. 
<laughs> did you get some mad like Father Gascon from Bloodborne? <laughs> uh, I did not get any Gascon for him though. Smile. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, dude. If you told me this guy was a Dark Souls boss, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> the way he just floats around doing a crazy laugh all the time. His body proportions are extremely wrong. The way he floats is wrong too. Like it's so weird. Everything about this guy is weird. Yeah, he he makes no sense, and it's so good. Yeah, this is my kind of fucking anime villain. <laughs> yeah, he's phenomenal. He's fantastic. He's better than Vicious. Because I like early when we first introduced this whole series, I said like I hate that fucking smile, <laughs> that anime. Yeah. Like because it's unjust. Like the, the, the when you first see them, they just smile, and you have no context. But the first time this guy smiles, he's fucking shooting someone with a cane gun as he's floating down at them and shit. I was like, this guy deserves a fucking smile. He's earned that smile. I wonder if this loses something in the English. Because in the Japanese, uh, when he floats down, and so when he says, like, hello, gentlemen, at the beginning, he says it in English in the Japanese version. (laughs) Oh, wow. And later when he says hello boy to Spike, he says it in English. Yeah. And there's a couple other things he says in English. And whenever Japanese characters like pepper in a little English, I love it so much. Is it English or is it English? No, it's English. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, he actually does his L's really well. That's awesome. So, yeah, we, we get an opening of the fucking, of, um, what's it called, of the town. And this looks different from anything else we've seen in Cabo Vivo, right? This is like noir Gotham. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like the design of the drawings too look real too. I mean, uh, I I don't have a ton of experience with it, but you know, it probably is very much drawing on like halfway neo noir, halfway um, French New Wave, and a little bit of Batman. <laughs> the the way I look at it though is like it looks like it's three D animated a little bit, but I don't know if that's. And that's not, like, a bad thing. I'm just saying it looks like it's 3D animated a little bit, but it's not. I think I might know what you mean because, I mean, the, like, the the shots in this episode are so tight. Yeah. A lot of the time, and the coloring and shading and lighting is very different from the rest of the series. That I think I know what you mean when you're saying it looks like 3D animation. Yeah. But yeah, then we see uh, we see the fucking car, and we see Pearl Lefoe come down, and we see everybody just pulls out their guns, and it's just a gruesome gunfight. Like, this gunfight is just savage. It's crazy. I fucking love it, because it's like, there's no romanticizing about it or anything like that. This guy is just going to town on these guys, and it's fantastic. Uh, he has a cane gun, which... Uh, any weapon in a cane, cane is guns. extremely my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love cane swords. I love cane guns. Oh, also the bar that Spike is leaving is called Say La Vie. <laughs> oh, really? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot the bar scene a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say the bar scene. Oh, yeah, because that happens right at Yeah, because bar's playing. Or he's also, playing the, uh, the move that Spike did, isn't that illegal to do in pool? I thought well, you had to honestly, hit your ball. I think I looked away for a few seconds because I remember Forced. hearing a pull shot and then turned back around. No, am I the only one? Okay. Uh, if I remembered it, I would probably be able to tell you. I kind of know the rules of pool. Well, you have I'm to keep both fan. your feet on the ground. Is that real? Yes, dude. Fuck pool. Ninety percent sure. 
You're supposed to keep all you're like two feet on the ground when you take your shots. But if he did it like behind the back, as long as two feet were on the ground, you should be good. Yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention to the shot. Uh, I, I just thought it was just, you wasn't supposed to hit the other person's ball unless you hit your ball first, Anthony. Oh, um, yeah, no, that's definitely a I, rule. Okay, I, so Spike hit the guy's ball first, right? And then Spike puts I don't his know. ball in. You have to hit. I'm ninety percent sure you have to hit your ball first, and then you can hit their ball into another one of your balls. Yeah, yeah, that that's completely fine. I just don't remember Spike hitting another ball. I think he cheated, but Spike is a cheater, so we we know that. Also, it's space pool, so we don't know the rules of it. Space pool, I like that. <laughs> so yeah, so we see this fucking gruesome gunfight again. Gruesome, like goddamn the. Uh, Pirouette Lefaux. I don't, I don't know what's a good... Perot. P- okay, Perot. I'm going to call him Perot now. Uh, sorry, my art sounds all bad, you guys, so you have to excuse me for that. But um, Perot is shooting at the fucking uh, the car, like, multiple times to make sure he gets the guy inside the car. Like, that's he's trying how... to break through that bulletproof glass. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's yeah, just shooting at cool. it until it goes, which is great. And I'm like, pretty sure that's kind of how bulletproof glass works. Uh, I don't care, dude. Again, it might be space bulletproof glass. I don't know. Um, also, we can see the uh, Piro has multiple weapons. He could just definitely kill that guy. Oh, we don't know about his multiple weapons yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah saying. we haven't gotten that just yet. And so Spike literally is walking to the to the he's walking in the alleyway and he sees all this. And I'm just wondering what Spike would have done in this thing if Piro. Like, I wonder if Spike would have just walked away and like, eh, fuck it, it's not my problem, or if he would have Oh, definitely. Something. You think he would have just walked know. away? Yes. Part of me feels like he would have tried to get him, thinking he has a bounty on him. I think he would have walked back up. Like, here's what I imagine what would happen if he didn't say hello, boy. Spike would have went back to the fucking bebop and say to Jet, something strange happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then described it. And then Jet would have ran a search while like Spike was sleeping or something like that. And been like, yeah, there's a bounty on that guy. You should have picked him up. And then Jet would have been like, or Spike would have been like, fuck, well, let's go after him now. Well, then, uh, what's good? Then Poo would be hunting Spike because no one sees Poo's face and yeah. loses to toe-to-toe. And then the fucking Spike dives to the trash can while Poo was just shooting him with the fucking cane gun. And Spike throws the garbage bag one way, and it comes out and shoots Pro. And yeah, that was course, pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I know it was so dope, right? And Pro just doesn't care because he has a fucking bulletproof shield dingy. Yeah, that. Oof. Yeah, that was so bad. It makes sense, but god damn. Well, see, it didn't make sense to me until the very end, which we'll get there later. But yeah, yes. Like, I mean, very end, even after the, all yep. the genetic modification. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? Anyway. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, just, I know exactly the only thing what you I, mean. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like was, like, the conveniently placed explosive for Spike to shoot. I like it, <laughs> like, that it happened, but, like, as a ride, it's like just a, let's just write that in real quick. Like, he was in a bar. Why would explosives be outside of, like, a street? You know what I mean? I don't know. You're right about that. I love in this scene Perot juggling Spike like he's in fucking Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> God damn, dude. The fact that we, we first seen, we, we like see Marvel Spike fights Capcom. out Perot, and like Spike Spike is not winning, but he's holding his own. But Perot just gets gets a shot on him and just shows that he's stronger than Spike. She's just kicking and his then, ass. Yeah, and then we just see the silhouette of Spike getting his ass kicked. 
And it's so good. It's such a good looking scene. The shadows. Yeah, the fact that they did that with the shadows. Yeah, I like that. So good. And then uh, what's called Spike starts running away, I guess, after he shoots the thing, right? Uh, I can't quite remember the exact progression, but I know he. Yeah, he uh, there's the cat. Yeah, that's. Oh the cat. yeah, I, I wrote down what the shit fuck with the cat. <laughs> the cat meows and Perot freaks the fuck out and starts blasting at the cat. So, anyways, I started blasting, and we and that's when Spike takes off. Yeah, that's when he leaves. I think I wrote it late, but Perot does have a weapon code. <laughs> I forget or when does he show that a weapon code. He opens his coat, and it's just lined with weapons. Oh, that's later. Oh, okay, is that later? I ooh, no, no, it's right there because yeah, um, no, it is early. Yeah, yeah, he no, he's running away. Spike is running away, and then um, Pro sews the coat, yeah, and he pulls, he pulls out, out like a, yeah grenade launcher, which is fucking crazy. There's a grenade yeah. launcher on him, and he shoots at Spike, and Spike dives for the water. Also, music aside, I absolutely well, I guess a lot of it is music, but it's less. I guess musical music than we're used to in this series. The sound design in this episode is like so eerie and unsettling. It's, oh, so, it's good. so good. Yeah, it's more than noir this time. And so, um, I don't know when this happens, but Jet's getting information about this Poe guy. Happens right after the Jet uh, that Spike escapes. Okay, so yeah, and the guy is basically telling him like he can lose his job. Though Vigamo, I don't fucking care about this guy's job. More uh, cop shit. Yeah, more cop stuff. And then, uh, why this is happening, Spike is laying on the couch, being mummy Spike, which is a good <laughs> look for Spike. <laughs> Faye says, oh look, we have a I mummy on the ship. there was a mummy on ship. Fuck yeah. you, Faye. <laughs> Alright, before you, I know you guys are gonna rip into Faye this scene, so hold up. Let me get, let me say my piece. First time this happened, Faye was being nice and caring and taking oh care God. of Spike. I and he was a dick. This. I forgot about this. Faye is totally in the right to eat that orange and say, fuck you, Spike. I actually, I had no issue with this one. Oh my god, I had issue into it until you told me about that scene, and I completely agree with you, Orange. Fuck you, Spike. Even though this was still a dick move for Faye, but like, Spike is He earned dead. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so She's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just says Spike is recovering and Faye eats the orange. I love that she leaves it on his head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys heard it, and I definitely don't think you would have heard it in the Japanese, but uh, when they're doing the whole mummy on the ship scene, uh, mm-hmm. you hear a mumble. <laughs> oh, no, he Spike mumbles is mumbling the whole time, basically. Yeah, but the last one is very audible when she says something, something about a problem. And you hear, Spike says, you're my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, you're not yes, I I'm like ninety percent sure he says that. That's yeah, I don't great. know. I mean, he might say something like that. It, it they didn't subtitle it for sure. And, and then yeah, we go into the Ed scene after that. Oh, she's never in a bed. Ed, Ed is never in a bed. Is anyone ever in a bed? <laughs> but like no, so like not even on a couch. Ed's always on the fucking floor <laughs> next yeah, to like nine. Look, I did a lot of floor sleeping when I was thirteen. Oh my god! I mean, how is your back's not fucked? She's 13. Yeah. I guess. Uh, She's not as old as us. I feel like if I think about, like, or dream about not sleeping with a pillow, then I woke up with a headache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but now you're fucking, fucking 100 years old, so. <laughs> what about when you were a kid? 
Uh, I guess so. You didn't go sleep over at friend's house and everyone just slept on the floor? We had, we at least tried to make a mound out of it. Yeah, sometimes, but then you would just, like, end yeah, up on I the mean, floor anyway. I guess anyway. you're right, but fuck, like, I didn't do it every night, though. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think you wrote that down because, or her being adorable, because she says, Fay, Fay, some male, male, come to beep bop beep bop. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I did write somewhere on, yeah, a little bit further down, Ed just says everything twice this episode. Yeah. And uh, what's called? I think Faye says, "Don't call, don't, don't say Faye, Faye." <laughs> yeah, and the whole time, like she's holding the mail, she's like gives it to Faye to read. Then Ed just keeps moving her arms, like left and right. Yeah, like an animal. It's so good. So it's funny in the Japanese version, uh, it's actually subtitled as "Puff Puff Faye Faye." Puff Puff Faye Faye. <laughs> yeah, I guess implying that she's smoking all the time. Oh yeah, she did say something about. I, that may be in the sub or the dub too. It does. I forget what the tone is, but yeah, she does. They do talk about whole smoking. Um, what's yeah, Ed saying everything twice this episode really hit me the right way. Yeah, Ed Ed saying everything twice twice. Yeah. <laughs> Faye reads the email and basically is like, "Oh, she wants to keep this a secret," and that's when Spike comes up. Oh, he's like, "Yeah, it's not gonna happen." Yeah, the he's secret, like, "I already yeah. know what's going on." Basically, and we get. You know the parallel to Battle of Fallen, a- Battle of the Fallen Angels, where Spike is like, "This is the one I'm not coming back from." And he's like, "Maybe this is the one." And he's like, "Just kidding." And Faye calls him an idiot, and then Ed goes, yep. "Idiot, idiot." <laughs> I think so. I want to break that down a little bit. Yeah. Please. Um, do you guys think that he said that because he knows Faye's starting to care? Uh partially, yes. I think partially he said it because he's starting to care. Ooh, I didn't think about that. And I think partially it's just there to reference Ballad of Fallen Angels. And kind of just how his mindset actually is. Yeah. Because when he went to go fight Vicious, he was like, this is the one you're not coming back from. Yeah. So now he's making the joke because he feels like this might be the one I don't come back from. Because, I mean, to be fair, he shot this motherfucker, like, I don't know how many times and not a single bullet went through. Yeah. Oh, man. So I got a side note here, which could have been probably said at any time, but they're basically fighting assassin ed <laughs> uh i don't know with just That's some playing rage- a lot of sadism to that some ed rage issues for sure but that like i wrote that down and then the next line is this is my kind of fucking villain <laughs> <laughs> although i guess you know to, to your point jet has an epi- uh, line towards the end of the episode that is like uh children are so pure and so cruel <laughs> yeah pure and cruel but I guess now we get the, yeah, the Spaceland, the whole kind of fight montage. Dude, fucking Spaceland. Yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. so creepy. I think this is the reason I really like this episode so much, especially like oh, the yeah. end of it. Oh, my fucking. It just starts out with the shootout between Spike and uh, Puo. Yeah, and then uh, fucking Spike goes inside the fucking um, back entrance to a fucking ride or something like that right and the fucking angel is just bugging him is like you're not allowed to be here it's dangerous here let's go play somewhere else <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember saying that multiple times like yeah something you're not allowed to be here you're not allowed to be here <laughs> which is kind of funny the whole ed thing too oh uh right before this we have that thing uh the jet and the cop is talking about how um if anybody sees Puo's face, they just die. So Spike kind of has to take this fight. Like, there's no way he can back down from it. Even though we know Spike won't back down. Well, I think, yeah, the interesting thing is, like, we don't even have to assume that because... Yeah. 
um, Jet and Spike haven't talked. Yeah. So, or at least uh, there hasn't been any on-screen talking. So Spike gets that email and just fucking books it to Spaceland without yeah, knowing. Yeah, he and, just says, let's fucking go. And he's still injured, too. That's like, he still bandaged up. Yep. Uh, we do see Perot kill other people, and the guy he's apparently after, he just apparently kills him by jamming his head through a chain link fence. God yeah. damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, we forgot all about that when they when the guy when the police guy was describing uh, another reason Poirot. that this is my kind of villain. Yeah, this guy, this guy kills people, dude. He yeah, because they they like he just stopped, and that's when he first smiled. Yep. And so we get we get the scene. So um, they're fighting inside the fucking room, spiking Poirot, and Poirot shows up on the penguin, which is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, huge Batman I, reference. Yeah, after that, I have a uh, I have a note that says, "So Jet's talking to Ed about hacking into the ISP, and we finally see Ed's skills at work, where he's actually good, at, where he can actually hack <laughs> the fucking police website, I guess, to find out this information and why this is happening. Spike and the guy is shooting um or fighting and." Uh, Goofy sneak, sneaks up behind Spike. And Spike Space just, land Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Spike just shoots him and kicks him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Spike him blowing so away funny. that fucking sailor dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, we're going to get a cease and desist from Disney now. Um, <laughs> To jump back a tiny bit, though, Anthony, during the scene in Penguin Town or whatever, yeah. did you think of Pen Gators from Zelda at all? <laughs> <laughs> I am now. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Pin gators link to the past. That's yeah. Oh, it's dude. It's actually so funny. Yeah, like they slid directly at him and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just thinking about the end of this episode, how well I know it because of that AMV. Yeah. <laughs> like I can see like shot for shot most of the action scenes in this episode in my head. Hold on. I actually. I'm sorry to. I have to deviate from the episode a little bit because anthony keeps talking about like how much he hates that smile and i'm thinking about it for a second and like you're a hundred percent right it's so stupid but when you're like inundated with anime and like you're you understand anime (laughs) you see that smile and i don't know that people actually think it's cool but it, it's just kind of a moment of like, yeah, this is anime. I'm just saying, I fucking love it, so I don't know what the fuck you guys are responding about. And like I said, that's probably the reason why I never watched anime up until now. Was because like, every time like I see a trailer, it always shows the fucking villain and he has the same fucking smile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how you'll like start to feel about tropes as you become more familiar with them. It, yeah, we'll see. But like... If if you get like, if you give me the smile after it's deserved, you know, or like if you show the psychotic person like this puro, and then mm. they have the smile, it's deserved. But if you show sure. me a normal fucking guy with a couple swords who hasn't done anything or even swung them yet, and he gives you that cocky smile, like you haven't fucking earned that shit. You yeah, you're shit, right. You fucking. <laughs> fuck. I'm just gonna say right now, if we ever do Bacano and you try to talk shit about my boy Lad Russo, he's gonna be hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, and then also there's, I don't know exactly when this happened in Spaceland, but 
like one of the times Spike's like reloading or something like that, he's next to a duck and the sign says close. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And then we have the whole fight stuff, right? So we have Spike and uh, Poirot, but on top of roller coasters, like I guess Spike gets sent on a roller coaster and Poirot's just fucking following him in a roller coaster. Yeah, he like flips into it. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, I think that was in the closing and he flips into it. And then, uh, so Spike, I think, falls off the roller coaster, and then we get the scene where Ed finally hacks into the ISP, and we figure out, uh, Perot's deal, and this scene is so fucking freaky, and so good, it tells you everything you need to know about this Perot guy. God damn, though, mm-hmm. but this one messes you up a little bit. Yeah, it's extremely well done, um, it's basically just a montage of seeing them do experiments on Perot, like extracting blood, shooting bullets at him, <laughs> presumably testing however the hell he's bulletproof. So I got the premise of it was genetic modification, right? I believe so, yeah. Whether or not he's like actually magic or it's technology is hard to tell. <laughs> sure. And then that's where we get like the degenerative brain at the end of the montage, right? Yes. Okay. And we see the cat. He's heterochromatic. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I thought Spike Eye. Yeah, I mean, yes, you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> if that wasn't clear uh, two minutes later. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, But yeah, the, the cat is heterochromatic. And also, dude, that cat, like, that cat seems like he... The expression that cat has feels like he's the head scientist <laughs> somehow. Like, he's yes. watching like, hell yeah. I was just saying, if I was a pro guy, I'd be scared of the fucking cat, too. Fuck yeah, that, that cat. That cat's demeanor was like, I'm doing this to you. I like watching you suffer. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you both thought that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then after that, we, like, pretty much come out. Okay, so when they're in, like, there's pigs, right? Even the pigs had top hats. Yeah. Like, if that's not a fucking Batman reference to, like, the penguin and shit. Oh, dude, like I said, and, and I've had this corroborated by the internet. Apparently, this this episode gives off big Batman the Animated Series vibes. Okay. That makes so much sense, though, because, I mean, he's, like, kind of big, like the Penguin has the cape weapon. He's definitely the Penguin and the Joker. Yeah. And Monkey says he's a third person, but I, don't, I couldn't tell you who. If what he was is. the third one again? It's the Penguin, the Joker, and then there's a guy named the Tally Man, and he was the exact same Tally Man? Tally man. Oh, Tally man? T-A-L-L-Y man. And he, yeah, he looks exactly like Poe. Like the outfit's really? the same. Yeah, the That's outfit's the same. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I've I, never heard of this guy. I don't know either. I'm just, uh, I just wicked it and that's what it came up with. Is it a Batman? Oh, he's, yeah, he's a Batman villain. Supposedly in the wiki, it says uh, his personality, weaponry, and design is what it is. Sure. Yeah, and but you see some of Joko inside of him, and then you see the penguins. Attire. Yeah. Okay, I guess we just get back to the fighting, right? Well, uh, there, there's also the music during the flashback, which is so good. It's just like, it, it's not dynamic, really. It's just this constant buildup until it finally breaks. Yeah, it's so good. And I learned recently that it is a cover of On the Run by Pearl Jam. Yep, by... um. By the person who is doing this one. What it's called. The seatbelts? Yeah, Yoko Kano and the seatbelts. Yep. Uh, then we, we see the last scene where uh, 
Pewo, he's being, um, they said that his mind is too fucked up, that he cannot be the assassin to this. The ISP is the good guys, right? ISSP are uh, well, the police. Well, cops, and a lot of them are corrupt. So in, in 2020, no. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but this is completely fucked up. But I guess, I guess space cops are different from our cops. Also, we learned that they're not the good guys because most of them are under control of syndicates. Yeah, the ISP does not seem like great people. Yeah, I was just saying, my man Jet is from there, so... Yeah, but he quit. You mean my man Jet? Dude. You get Spike, he has Faye, I have Jet. No, no. We can all share how that goes. <laughs> I like how I don't, I don't have to argue. I just get Faye. Yeah, you get Faye. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we get the last scene where Peroa is literally being walked off by the, was the four guards? And yeah, that was the four next... guards in the fence scene, yeah. No, no, that's different. That's when Poe is going around killing everybody. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two guards. Is it two guards? I thought it was four. I'm, I might... It was four armed guards protecting the one guy that gets killed by the fence, and then when he's being, uh, when he's being like charted off to like just be preserved or whatever, whatever the word. It's not preserved, but they're basically yeah. just locking him up because his mind is degenerated. It's just two guards, and that's when the that's when I wrote down that that's a fucking smile. Yeah, yeah, then, dude, it's yep. so good. And we see so many fucking dead bodies. Well, he left them. Yeah, yeah. I think there may have been four, but. Or, like, bodies on the ground, but there's definitely two initially, because one has each of his hands. And then I got, um, what's it called? And then they said that uh, Poe's mind is a kid's mind. That was Jet. Yeah, his mind is basically regressing. Yeah, it's regressing. And then uh, Faye decides to help out Spike, and Spike's like, I don't need (laughs) Faye's help. (laughs) He's like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Faye gets shot out of the air and crashes, and the duck is like, hello. And she's like, hello. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, but yeah, Faye just makes it worse against Spike. I guess, but Spike was losing, so like, Jet tries to help too. To be fair, does not contribute at all until the very. That's, that's so good. We'll get to that. The thing with the thing with Jet is he doesn't fuck it up for Spike. <laughs> Faye fucks it up for Spike, <laughs> but like Spike was already losing, so like it doesn't matter. In my opinion, <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> The spikes like I don't need this. I don't need this person helping me. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. And then we get the little uh, little toy figurine of the cat. <laughs> yeah. Meowing. Yeah. Another moment of. So anyway, I started. So blasting. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fucking blows that out down. two. Was it machine guns or pistols? I don't know if the machine guns or pistol. I think the machine guns. And just blasts the fucking cat, which is great. But if I'm not mistaken, like that's when Spike takes his move, right? More or less, yeah. He sees the cat, the dude gets distracted, starts shooting the cat, and then Spike throws his knife, right? No, 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 that's the end. That's the end. Somehow there's a parade that goes between Spike and Poirot, or about to be the parade is coming, which, this parade is so fucking dope, it looks so so cool. Second best anime parade. Oh my god, I loved it so much. Like It's fantastic, but good god. It fits so perfectly into the, like, the actual theme park <laughs> yes and like and just the still creepy as fuck <laughs> yeah it's so good and they're and they're in like showdown mode too while the parade's going mm-hmm. on which is even better exactly and the music accompanying it is wonderful <laughs> that carnival shit so when does when does uh spike's eyes flash do you know that orange so this is yeah so the, sh- the thing happens with the cat i don't remember exactly how that goes down but then 
we get the parade and they establish that and spike and perot are basically just sta- uh doing a standoff and spike goes to reach for his for the knife yeah he has in his the back of his waistband and that's when perot sees the flash of his eye his robotic eye and that's when he gets the cat flashback and gets thrown off guard shoots at spike hits him in the shoulder at the same time spike throws the knife and hits perot in the leg yeah, and then since Puo is a um, fucking kid, he whines about it and gets trampled to death. He gets stepped on by a giant dog. I think you uh, you guys minimalized that. <laughs> oh, do you want to do you want to discuss? Maximize it for us. It was just I don't know, like just saying like he whines like a little bitch and then dies. Like watching that seems slowed down to me compared to everything else. Because it, that's where, you, I don't know, maybe they give you, I think, I feel like they give you time to think right there. Because honestly, oh, absolutely. I didn't see that flash of his eye at all. I just saw the flashback. Oh, the cat? Well, no, so the spike eye has only been hinted at once so far, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Is it is it just the Julia line? It's just like, uh, there's a line where he's like, I only see the past or something like that. Yeah, it's that one. And that's the only time, like. Like, you hear about his eye, so coming from, like, hearing you guys talk about it for a second, I was like, oh, that happened? <laughs> because it's so hard to, like, I don't know, this sounds stupid because I haven't seen everything yet, but when I saw the cat eye, right, mm-hmm. that's when I got reminded that I, the different color eye, and then when I saw the flashback again, I was like, oh, we're back to the cat and his wrong eye. I didn't even think about Spike, and that could just be me vaulting, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, you're definitely supposed to make the connection with Spike. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, because Spike, Spike had a scene where he was talking about his two different eyes, right? To Faye? No. Mm-mm. Who was he talking to? I don't to? think I've seen that yet. Well, anyway, like, the whole crying, like, part where he's just... Because he mentioned, like, he says it multiple times. Like, he cries for his mom at least, like, four or five times. Dude, I, I don't know why, but that fucked me up a little bit. It was just, like, seeing... I guess seeing a little kid, like cry for his mama it, he's like it actually fucked me up it's like the thoughts started flooding in yeah, yeah. And then the next thing you're like why it kind of so he was just protected from bullets only so that's so the thing about that is like that's actually physics like it, it's why there's such a thing as a bulletproof vest but you can stab one real easy obviously they're using some like space science that's probably not real maybe even in this instance <laughs> magic but there, there is some physics behind some stuff um, repelling bullets, but not stopping gotcha. blades. It has to do with, I think, uh, probably force and impact and stuff like that. Well, the the fact is, you have to remember, bullets are like actually really fucking dull. They're not like sharp unless you get sharp bullets, which is what like what snipers use or like like or armor pin bullets or something like that. Like. Mostly all the bullets are dull. Like, it's just the impacts that hits the skin is just able to go through the skin. If you use a different kind of round, like a sharp round, it goes through bullet to bulletproof vest really easy. Feels like some wanted shit. Yeah, Spike curved the knife. But the next thing I have after that is uh, Top 5. Top 5 episode. That was so fucking good. Okay. It's very good. Apparently, this is a pretty divisive episode. Really? From my understanding, yeah. Some people don't like it very much. Kind of guess I could sort of, like, is there a reason behind it? Oh, this one goes completely off the norm of Cabo Yeah, it, it's very different from the rest of the show. It has nothing to do with the main plot for the most part. It barely pushes characters forward. It doesn't push any character forward. 
I mean, I, I think it has the one scene with <laughs> Spike and Faye, pretty much. Oh, really? Like, all the different other scenes that have that scene? Yeah, I think this one's a little different. It is, I think, a little bit. The, but... the one where he's teasing about this is this might be the time I don't come back. Yeah, but the whole 23-minute episode is not good enough for just that one. I could get that. Yeah, exactly. I just think, contrary to Wild Horses, what it does is unique and special enough that it makes it worth it anyway. Yeah, it's un- yeah unique and yeah I like that wording really well. Unique and special enough to where it, it doesn't matter that it's like a one-off. Which is sad because next week is, if you were to take an aggregate opinion, probably the weakest stretch in the entire series. Where we take uh, was it twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three? Twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three. Uh, I think the next episode is one of my favorite ones. No, it's not. Is it not? No, you right. think so. You're right. Oh, no, it's one of my least. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure, like, widest opinion, the worst episode of the series. Yeah. So next week looks like we'll be on uh, Session 21, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui, uh, Cowboy Funk for Session 22, and Brain Scratch for Session 23. Yeah, th- these three is pretty the bad ones. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been hearing, but, I mean, we'll power through. I think I like Brain Scratch, but... Uh, you know which one I like. We'll see. What, we'll see what we figure out. Is that your sign off? Well, everyone from uh, here from my first anime. We'll see you next week. Next week. Woo woo. That was trash. See you, Space Cowboys. <laughs> there you oh, go. That's dumb. That's dumb as fuck. <laughs>